This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. It's time for another conversation with someone interesting from the internet. And this week, that person is Adande Thorne, known on the interwebs as Swoozy. Swoozy's got over 2 million subscribers and over 200 million views, all courtesy of entertaining his audience with captivating vlog-like storytelling that most often is accompanied with some sort of flash animation visual. And Swoozy, he lives in Florida, and we had never really met him before. When we tried to uh, connect with him before, tried to get him to be a supernote captain, that didn't really work out. We tried to get him to make a cameo in our Nerd vs. Geek uh, video because we shot that in Miami. Right. Uh, None of that worked out for one reason or another, but we tracked him down and then trapped him in a hotel room at Playlist Live and said, you got to do an ear biscuit with us. We're going to trap you in a biscuit. And... uh I mean, I think you'll just kind of pick up on the energy in the conversation because we, I, we were legitimately excited to talk to Swoozy because we've been fascinated with his content. I mean, the, the fusion of vlogging plus animation plus comedic storytelling, but also he infuses kind of a moral or at least a positive message in so many of the videos. And when you put that with the subject matters that he covers... I, I would say in a lot of ways, we we very much studied that and kind of questioned, is there something that we can do that's informed by Swoozy? I think that, that comes up a conversation. We told him that. Yeah, and it's almost like he has created these in, this instructional guide for guys in relationships. Uh, so many of his videos focus on these relational concepts like being in the friend zone or how to speak female. Uh, Here's a recent example of one of his most popular videos called Textually Active. You know what's annoying? People who take hours to text back, especially when they're the ones that hit you up first like, hey, what's up? And then you text back like nothing, chilling at Chipotle, what you up to? And they never text you back. The next person that starts text conversation with me and just leaves me hanging mid-conversation is going to get a Liu Kang bicycle kick to the face. If you get busy, just say, in class, BRB. At work, BRB. Because if you leave me hanging, don't be looking all confused when I show up in my Mortal Kombat cosplay because we about to fight for real because I'm a thug. So Swoozy pulls from his own personal experiences and makes them into his entertaining vlogs. I mean, but I found myself thinking this even when we were talking to him. Oh, that story can't be true. It's just too, sen- that's that's crazy or right. sensational or whatever. Um, but when you hear the stories, one, it's so entertaining you don't care. But I think the thing that I discovered is that they are true. This is just, I mean, you be the judge of it on this ear biscuit because he shares some of those stories, but he, I think he's just the type of guy that has experiences that are storytellable, and then he has the skill to do it. I mean, here's another example, a video called My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. But yeah, me and my girlfriend were doing this long distance thing for about a year, and then one day she calls me up and she's like, we hired this new guy at my restaurant named Tim. Oh my God, he's such an idiot. He thinks he's so cool because he has a police record. A week later on the phone, we're talking again, and she's like, Tim found out I was a virgin, and he's been like saying all this really sexual nasty stuff to me. And he was like saying how he'd have me trembling when he was done with me. And I'm like, oh yeah? Put him on the phone. Okay, so we really enjoyed our conversation with Swoozy, and for a guy who makes a living talking, I was excited that he conveyed to us that he ended up talking about some things that he has never spoken about before. That's what an ear biscuit will get you. Okay, just a couple of things to to whet your appetite. He talks about his philosophy of the three Gs, God, gaming, and girls. He also shares a specific crazy story about a hot mystery girl and a car chase. Yeah, and a dark suicidal moment in his life that made him rethink his path forward. And also waiting until marriage to have sex, but licking knee pits in the meantime. Here it is, our swoozy ear biscuit. One of your recent videos was um, about your ex-girlfriend. Mm. The big ex or the little ex? The big ex. Big okay, ex. Yes, Cra- yes, yes. Crazy yes. ex. Oh, cray, cray. Yeah. So it's called My Crazy Ex, oh, right? yes, that one. So the, the story is she's trying to reconnect with you, and over text, you mm-hmm. guys are setting up a date, mm-hmm. basically. That she re- never confirmed to be at. And then when you don't show up. I'm the bad guy. 
and you and then you're t- you're telling your aud- you're sharing this whole thing mm-hmm. with your audience. Mm-hmm. So the thing Rhett and I said was, how much of this is true? Oh, a hundred. I even toned those down. I watered down the majority of those crazy stories to make them believable. And that one is just like it's so crazy. The stuff crazy follows me first of all, but with that particular story, it's just like I literally was looking at my phone like. How do I find these people to like just, okay, hey, you want to hang out today? I'm like, yeah. Do you want to hang out at four? And then I never hear anything back. And then at four or five, they hit me up like going crazy because I'm not where that. I can't get mad at you for not showing up because you never confirmed the same way you can't get mad at me for not showing up. So yeah, she sent me an email uh, a little bit later saying, uh, you know what? I forgive you for not showing up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But my question is. Did yeah, but, she then send another email once she saw the video? No, she okay. She says she stopped watching my videos. Okay, uh, but we, I also find funny. She also said, "I gave you permission to start talking about me in your videos." So I think she went to my channel at one point and saw that I was talking about all these other girls and was like, "I've been through so much with him, and he never talks about me." So she hit me up saying I could talk about her, but she says now she refuses to watch my videos. Okay, because that was the thing I was, thinking. which is good for you. It works out. Yeah, I mean, you've got you're able to kind of, you've got all this material from mm-hmm. the stuff that happens in your life. So when which, people see the videos that they're being talked about. Yeah, in, right. So that gets a little awkward. There's one where I talk about the friend zone and as guys, you know, sometimes we know other times we don't know. And there's yeah. sometimes we don't want to know, but there was this girl who kept inviting me to her house, like to spend the night. And it was a coworker. And I'm just like, okay, well, is she expecting me to make a move? So I talked about it in a video. I'm like, yo, I go to this girl's house at like 12 o'clock. I get there. It's almost a booty call. If you think about it, and then I would never make a move. Like we, she has a small little bed the size of a couch, and we're both pressed up against each other. And I never make a move. So I make the video. Yeah. And then, so this happened. This act. This is real life right now. She closed the door, locked it, and there's like she has these big old drapes over the window, so no light is entering the room. Pitch black. And we're like literally pressed up against each other, and her bed is against the wall. So I'm against the wall and her. That's it. And this happened three weekends in a row. And she I, sandwiched you against the wall. Yes. And you're Sounds just like she made the move. But you're just sleeping. That's, that's it. All, I mean, I don't I'm like, do I make a move? Because I don't want to make a move and say, oh, lights are on. This is uh, shutting down production, you know? I didn't want it to be like that because we've always been cool friends. Never any kind of indication. There was no like holding no hands nothing. or kissing. No cuddling. No, no nothing. And she says, you want to spend the night. Yes. And so you literally just sleep in her bed with her. And it's a 55 minute drive. And she knows it's one way. Okay, <laughs> so crazy. I finally made a video on the fourth week, like, yo, guys. Oh, you did it four with times? Yeah, three times. And on the fourth week, I made a video, like, guys, I don't know what's going on, da 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 should I make a move, should I not make a move? I got a text the next day from her. Never said her name, but she knew it was her. Yeah. She's like, um, Wait, yeah, Is there another girl that you're just <laughs> sleeping on a very small couch with three weekends in a row? The text basically said simply, um, you know I'm subscribed to your channel, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, snap, I completely forgot about this. So, but yeah. that's not really the text that you wanted. You kind of wanted clarification. I didn't even know. But once she said that, and then she called me up. And like once I responded back, she called and said, I totally apologize. No, it's good. You never made a move because I didn't have those kind of feelings for you. Those weren't my intentions. I just was feeling lonely. I bought a new house. I was all alone and wanted somebody that I could trust over. So it was kind of like a relief off my chest. Well, yeah. could, right. Because, well, in that scenario, you know, the fact that you made a video where you were legitimately lost mm-hmm, as to what you should do, mm-hmm. she sees it and then it furthers the conversation, yes. right? So, mission accomplished. Correct. But I, you, you've got to have some examples of. Success? Yeah. Well, hold on. Oh, Before oh, we oh. move to another story, <laughs> I'm not done with this story. Okay, all right. Because, okay, I now understand what you said was, I have to tone down my stories because you wouldn't believe the full truth. Correct. Because they get really crazy. I have a hard time believing the story you just told because I can't imagine that happening in like a human universe. I say no to a lot of opportunities that they make movies about. But why did she... <laughs> It, it seems crazy to me that some girl would say, will you come and sleep in my bed with me just because, but I want, I'm not going to tell you why, Yes. but I don't expect anything to happen. And not say anything, no explanation of, can you come over? I'm lonely. Like with anybody that gets that phone call or text, what are you thinking, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So girls can be confusing, but uh, the more females I hang out with, the more I start to understand how to speak female. And what are you learning about that? I'm learning that if you're talking with a girl and she ever brings up any kind of sex references or anything like that, there's normally a chance that she's thinking about you more than just friends. If there's never any sexual talk or if she's talking about sexual stuff with about other guys, friend zoned. 
And what yeah. I like to do is, as soon as I sense that I'm about to be in the friend zone, I friend zone them before they can friend zone me. <laughs> it works. Yeah, preemptive. Some, yes. Preemptive sometimes strike. Sometimes they sense it, and then they want to take you out of the friend zone. It happens, man. We're funny creatures. Human beings want what we can't have. I, the way that you talk, you're, it's kind of like you're a psychologist, sociologist on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my first impression was, okay, this guy's an animator. I know there's a video game thing mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. on. But then when I really dig into your channel, it's very much about using your life. I mean, yeah. you, 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 you characterize your channel to, to us right. instead of me trying to figure it out. Do it. Uh, okay, well, it's just like we have a voice on YouTube. And a lot of us that have over a few hundred thousand subscribers, we have a responsibility. So I look at it as I want to be the big brother to a lot of little kids. I want to be the guy because we all represent something. This person represents white people. This person represents Jewish people. I represent black males. So I want to give guys a good name. I want to give black guys a good name. I want to give animators a good name. People that live in Florida, we all represent different things. So mm-hmm. when I approach my channel, it's yes, on the surface, there's animation. There's he talks about girls. He talks about dates and relationships. But the more you dig deep, I want it to be like, if I put enough content and richness in here, there has replay value all up in it. So... You go down deep enough, and yes, it's stories about my life, but there's messages in 90% plus of my videos. The next one coming up has no message. It's just me talking about my first hickey. No messages whatsoever. Uh, girl, I don't even know her name, brought her back to my house and got a hickey. And I figure I got to keep it, keep you guys guessing. There's always a message. This time, there's no message. Just, right. It's just a funny story. Yes, correct. Now, you've got a lot of stories from your past, like the whole working at Disney mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, that you're gleaning and putting into your your channel, mm-hmm. is there a pressure to kind of create stories in your life at this point? As in, like fabricate? No, not okay. fabricate. But like, as I'm living, like I need to do it. I act, act like this, so I can I'm have gonna, a YouTube video. Like for because we do Good Mythical Morning every weekday, mm-hmm. and a lot of those are are, are driven by our personal. Uh, stories, mm-hmm. things that happen to mm-hmm. us. That there is this incentive on the weekend to well. Well, I should do something because that's going to lead to a story and I got to have something. And our lives are, I would say, relatively boring when right. you take into account the Editing. fact that we're well, working all the time. We're married with kids. And right, so it's right. like, it's not like we're at some, in some situation on the weekends. Partying up in the club with Jay Z. <laughs> right. So, and in fact, I even remember uh, just recently when we uh, went four by fouring in the, in Death the mountains. Valley. I specifically remember when Nick asked you to drive. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea in real life. Mm-hmm. But you know what? <laughs> Link driving is could lead to a really good good mythical mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. So this is a good idea. I specifically remember think I was like, now my life is being impacted by maybe like we should your life choices. We should make a more risky choice because it would lead to a better story. I'm, I'm going to hop into bed with this girl and do nothing but face the wall <laughs> because that is the best story. You know, I, so certainly not. Uh, no, I'm not harping saying. on you fabricating no, no, no. stories, but in real Thinking life. about it in your head as it's happening in life. That actually happened a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I was going to keep this so under wraps, so I'll give you guys an exclusive, a very short. Um, I went to get my car serviced, and as I was getting serviced, I still had stuff to do. And the guy really liked my videos. So he's like, dude, I trust you. I'll let you take this nameless, really expensive car out and do what you need to do. I'm on Turnpike. I'm driving. Da 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 da. Hold on. What do you mean, nameless car? You're not going to name the car? I can't. I can't. I don't, I don't want to seem like, oh, he's just bragging. Blah, 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 blah. Well, but it's it was, not your car. Right. It's a nice car. It's and a, I like to also, Mystique. Mystique is a nice little plot device. So yeah. people can be like, well, what's that car? I'm picturing that car. I, know, I got that Lamborghini. It so it could be. It could be. Tesla. Could be. R8. There's a bunch of nice cars out there. Just tell us the freaking car. <laughs> I gotta have you wondering that. Okay. The story's over. So I'm driving on Turnpike, and this real, I'm talking distractingly hot girl pulls up next to me and then zooms off. And I'm just like, I could keep driving at the speed limit, or I could chase her, and a good story blog could come out of this. That's oh, yeah. what crossed your mind. And I did it. I chased her. <laughs> yeah, you did. And some craziness went down afterwards. Then I'm going to make a video log about it. <laughs> See? So, yes, it's th- things like that do happen. Well, art imitating life, Im- impacting correct. art. Well, but correct. it's an interesting thing because, life. you know, there's so many different elements to this because you've got that, like, okay, how are my actions being changed by mm-hmm. how it's going to impact my material? But then you got to go back to what we were talking about a second ago, which is, 
the example of the girl uh, the three weekends and, and you know the friend zone thing mm-hmm. it worked itself out because she saw the video now that people who are in friendships or relationships with you Correct. They, they know that you're going to talk about it Correct. it also changes the way that they interact with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. now have you seen that happen yes um it's funny because i'll go on dates sometimes kind of like a new form of gold digger. yeah <laughs> i mean because the thing is when we put stuff out there i mean i get really personal with my stories so sometimes i forget all the stuff that i put out there and I'll go on dates and girls will just list off everything that I love. And I'm just like, this is not good. Because one, I forgot that I put all this stuff out there. And two, it's like, they know. Like, if they act crazy enough, I'll talk about them in a video. So I'll hear that sometimes. Are you going to talk about me in your next video blog? And I'm just like, is that why we're on this date? Or... <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and it's funny how, I mean, we've talked to people who have a lot, who vlog a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't, this is an interesting dynamic with you that I think that, a lot of people just kind of talk about themselves personally, mm-hmm. maybe do some challenges, but because you have the advice angle and it involves your interactions and observations with other people, uh, and I think it might be you've got more life experience than a lot of vloggers because mm-hmm. there's sort of this like 18 to 22-year-old mm-hmm. mm-hmm. vlogger thing that's like a really popular thing. Um, and the substance, too, I think the substance is really there and literally I think about... We have 16 seconds. Within the first 16 seconds, you have to say something mm-hmm. that's going to grab them. And when I go in here, it's just like, I think we have, again, back to the responsibility about these things. It's like you, There's so many negative or just not so great influences out there in the music, in TV, in movies, and all this stuff. All these you know ideas popping into our head. And I'm just like, you know, if I'm going to take my time to get out here and have a voice, I want it to be somewhat positive to where think about consequences. So when these three girls walk into your hallway and you, late at night and you walk out of your hotel room, they're like, hey, let's have a foursome. You start thinking, you know, consequences. So, I mean, that's a lot of the things I try to put into my videos, sometimes subliminally, subliminally yeah. sometimes uh, overtones, sometimes undertones. So it's a strategy even with that because, I mean, uh, I think if I can provide a voice, I want it to be somewhat positive to where, listen, all right, you're going to think about consequences. So when I get those emails, like, Dude, I was left at my job and I was going to steal a hundred bucks out of the register. And then I remember that story where Mm. they accuse you of doing this and this and this and this. And I was like, see, those are the kind of stories that I love hearing because then I know it's affecting people. Because my friends in real life, I give them advice all the time. They come asking for it and they totally ignore it. So I feel like I just wasted an hour of that phone call. Just this ask hole basically coming for advice and then ignoring it. But when I jump on YouTube, I know somebody's going to benefit from that. Hmm. But it's interesting to me that you you want to make a positive impact, and you, you're. It seems like you're a great guy. As as much as I'm getting to know you, and certainly I've gotten to know you through the videos, mm-hmm. that you want to do that. But a so maybe a side effect of that is that that actually works on YouTube. One of the things that I think Rhett and I had extensive conversations about watching your vlogs uh, that's impacted our content. Good Mythical Morning is. You're very funny, mm-hmm. but it's almost like the sincerity quotient is a little higher. It's like the advice you give, it needs to actually be useful, right. and then you're going to deliver it in a funny way. I, I feel like you could, and that's, that's what works on YouTube, guys. as opposed to, you could certainly, I get, I get the impression, go the whole comedic route. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could... You could go into stand-up comedy. You could say, I could tell the funniest story ever, mm-hmm. and it'd just be funny. And you do do some of that. Mm-hmm. But I, we find it fascinating that, that since when you get the sincerity right, that there's actually, you believe in what you're saying, and you're delivering something that's useful mm-hmm. and happen to make it entertaining, it just makes it more palatable. People have that desire for that thing that... I really want to know about the friend mm-hmm. zone. I really want to know about how to text. Mm-hmm. And Swoozy's funny in the way that he talks about it. It's not just, hey, you gotta you gotta watch this guy's funny videos because right. he's funny. Well, right. no, well first, thank and that's you what guys they want. for making that observation because literally, like, I try so hard to keep it invisible, but at the same time in the foreground. Mm-hmm. And I wonder so many like hours I'm spending crafting this whole thing. Like, are they getting it? Like, will people see what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Like on layer four. So to hear you say that, like, that makes. It's like such a reward to hear you say what you just said. But uh, yeah, man, it's like really, it, I care. At the end of the day, like the people that I've never met that subscribe, like I care so, I, I care if you get the girl. Like there's so many times <laughs> that I've been like in a situation where I'm just crashing and burning with a female and I learned so much because I mean, I was a lifeguard and I'm an animator. That's like a crazy combination, a very powerful observation mm-hmm. training. 
And that's like most of my life. I've been doing those two things. So it's like I observe even how I do things. Mm-hmm. And we're clingers sometimes. Guys are clingers. And we don't realize like that's pushing yeah. the girl away. So I want you to get the girl. I want the girl to get the guy. I want you to be as successful in life in general. So when I'm telling you these things, it's like I literally am trying to affect your life. It's not just, ha, 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 that's great because I've had a YouTube video turn my life around, not life, turn my day around to where yeah. I was like really crappy mood, watch a video, laugh, that feeling in my chest. I want to give that to the viewer. But it right. also works better on YouTube that it it is useful and mm-hmm. not just funny. Correct. So we observe that. And then when you say, I want, I want the guy to get the girl mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. I also get the impression that you're saying I want the guy to get laid. I don't think that's what you're saying. No. It's you want that you you kind of give a relationship advice. Yes. You want them to have a successful long-term. relationship. Long term, you're mm-hmm. talking about consequences. You're talking yep. about you know because uh, you look at like this, Doctor Phil type stuff. Let's pretend here. the three of us just run down this hall, and for whatever reason, we have to call nine one one. Now, our actions between the time that that call is made up until the time the cops get here. We'll decide whether they're coming to save us or to take us away. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Just the, off of the actions that we've just done in those five to ten minutes. Right. So it's like I want people to kind of get into that mindset because I, we don't act unless we think about it, unless it's reflexive. Like if I hit you on the knee and your leg kicks out, mm-hmm. that's reflexive. You have no control over that. But pretty much everything else that we do, we have control over. And there's a thousand decisions that we make from the time we roll out of bed and both those feet hit that ground. There's thousands of decisions that we have to make from that time till when we get back into bed. Okay. Well, we want to get, you know, I want to find out what made you into the guy that you are today that has this perspective. Ooh. So, uh, and I know you've lived a lot of life and, and you also laid out a lot of what you've, what you've experienced in your Draw My Life video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people can, can kind of get more details there too. But tell us about uh, growing up. Uh, the, I was in Trinidad, we got robbed and it wasn't so bad getting robbed because, you know, Trinidad in parts, we have bad parts like everywhere else. But it was just, you know, people jumping our fence and picking our mangoes, you know, off the tree. But then when I'm waking up in the middle of the night and seeing random strangers going through my drawers, that's when we had to leave the island. Uh, and I've been in Orlando ever since. So you like rolled over? Give I me the details. I don't, I don't know how I woke up, but I remember opening my eyes and I saw two guys that I knew I didn't know going through my stuff. And it's just like, okay, bro, we're just going to find underwear in there. So I'm not too concerned. But please don't stab me in my sleep. Like I, I That's like the first memory I can remember going back my entire life was opening my Pretty eyes. Pretty traumatic. See. Yeah. And my thing was, as a kid, I remember thinking, if I scream, he might kill me. If I go to sleep, he might kill me. But I'm going to go with option two kind of thing. Um, I don't know how much that's affected me. You played me. possum. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that made me a little paranoid because now, like, I honestly, when I buy a TV, I chop up that box in the little pieces because I don't want it to sit by the end of my road because all my neighbors now know that I have a 42-inch Samsung in my house. So <laughs> that might be a long-term effect, but... Um, I think what's really gotten me into the person that I am today was I uh, just, I literally, I think a lot. Like when I'm in the shower, when I'm on long road trips, I think I think just, it's something's always going on up there. And girls like to hurt me. People like to take advantage of me. And it's just like, I really wish there was some way to stop this. Like, can I at least like pull it back to where it doesn't hurt as bad? Like, can I be colder? Like, what can I do? So... Um, I remember there was this point in, in life, like I just wanted to like end it all. And I think it was some girl, my first girl, I love at first sight. Told, I made a video about, video about this, uh, suicidal thoughts. Hmm. And I remember getting so heartbroken. When, I was, when was this? I was 18. Okay. So real head over heels in love with this girl. And she was like, you know what? I'm tired of you. By the way, I've been dating Hector for the last month. Hector. Devastated. And, and his uh, name was Hector. His name was Hector. Dang. And the last thing I remember was going home and grabbing my dad's gun. And really? I, yeah. I just rage blacked out. And I woke up the next morning like, I think I was staring down the barrel of that gun. But you weren't going to shoot Hector. No, no, no. I don't know why. I should have been thinking about him. But yeah. and it was you, just like I mean, you blacked out, but you were going to shoot yourself? Probably. I, 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 those were the thoughts in my head. Like, you know what? What's the point of going on? I hurt so much right now. What's the point of going on? And I remember thinking, like, you know what? There's so much more to be happy about. Like, there's people that would kill to be in my situation right now that don't have food, that don't have shelter, that don't have a lot of things. So I think that was, like, a turning point in my life to where it's, like, thinking, like, in my own head, you know what? No. Um, I would have shot myself over some girl. And there's 
millions of those out there. Mm. So literally it was just like, you know what? I can be a better person. I think that was like one of the turning points in my life. And thank God it happened at that point as opposed to later on. Because I have heard stories of friends who are cops who have seen suicides or walked onto the scene of suicides over some girl. So right. I think that's probably like the pinnacle moment in my life where it was like, I can be a better person and I'm going to actually every day get on that journey of being a better person. And was it a was it about being becoming better at relationships? I know that from in general, the, everything better at same thing, like better black person, a better lifeguard, a better person at work. Like no matter what job I have, I want to be the best. Not in competition with you or you or any coworker, but I want to be the best at myself. So I can't like I pretend I have a twin sometimes, even when I'm working on videos. All right, I know he's gonna work on a video about Disney. I'm gonna work on a video about Disney. I'm gonna pretend I've seen his script. So I'll look at a finished script and be like, okay, I have to outdo this now. So I'm in competition with myself Hmm. on pretty much everything I do just to be the best version for, to go back to girls. A lot of my female friends' boyfriends do not like me because when I take that girl out, I'm happy that you're spending time with me. I have flaky friends. A lot of us have flaky friends who just ditch on us, who bail on us, and they're unreliable. You're giving me your time. I'm going to make sure we go out to Chili's and you don't spend a dime. When we go out, I make sure you have the best possible time. I spend a lot of time taking notes on this stuff. And then, and you had to- a lot of trouble. I mean, from your Draw My Life video, mm-hmm. you had a lot of trouble fitting in as, yes. a, as a kid. It seemed like you moved to different schools and I think a lot you, of you were always the outcast. Yeah. yeah, we're like socially a little bit awkward. And I think that's how we fit so well on YouTube because there's a lot of socially awkward kids who really don't have a voice. So when they come across our channel, like this guy is awkward just like me. Hmm. So I think that's also part of it too. But, um, so, was, but the... But the girl who dumped you when you were eighteen—that mm-hmm. was—that may have been a particularly low point. Mm-hmm. It, but I get the impression that there were lots of low points relationally for you. That you weren't some player who was, right. like, oh, I got this figured out. Right. I'm just going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. You're kind of having gone through the fire, yeah. so to speak. Seem to be speaking from that. Because I wish sometimes, like literally, sometimes when I'm thinking about what video or topic to talk about next, or what to put in a video. I think I wish I had somebody around me that had knowledge, like a big brother, to say X. So when I'm going through it, boom, he just said this. So if I'm bumping my head, like, bro, my big brother just told me not to do this. And I have cousins who they don't have the same morals that I do. They don't say no a lot. And they've gone through hundreds of female interactions. Hmm. And some of the stuff that these guys say blow my mind, but they're absolutely right. And I take that and kind of mesh it into, I apply it to see if it works. And nine times out of 10, it does. And then I kind of share it with some of the YouTube audience because those guys are players. Those guys, hands down, like, they will walk into a club. Uh, who, who are players? My cousins. Okay. And I mean, we all have the same kind of facial features. So we all look like different versions of the same guy. <laughs> and um, they'll walk into a club and they'll find the hottest girl. Another little tip here for you guys, exclusive. They'll find the hottest girl in the club. Like, I want to take her home. But they'll stand back the whole night and watch every guy in the club make a pass at her. And then they'll intentionally go by, brush up against the girl. I'm like, oh, sorry. She's like, oh. When she makes that reaction, he's like, babe, relax. You're a five at best. And they say at that point, they either get punched or slapped or cursed out. But by the end of the night, they get the girl's number. And it's (laughs) totally a move. And these are the kind of guys that I'm talking to. And it's just like, they know their stuff, man. It's like, any girl... you're five at best. And that girl's like, oh, I spent an hour on this eyeliner and concealer. Da, 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 da. So they think in their head. So other guys are coming with the same approach. Like, oh my God, you're so hot. Let me buy you a drink. Da, 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 da. There's other guys, you're a five at best. Relax. Wow. Have you tried? <laughs> and so you've, you've tried this. Uh, a variation. Tough love is kind of how I do it. Like, yeah, I put it in one of the texting videos, uh, how to text a girl, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when you meet that girl, you can't blow her because, in, like, inside we want to be like, "Oh my God, thank you so much for spending the time taking me out." Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. And we want to do that when we get home, but don't do that because every guy does that. So kind of like I take what my cousin said, and basically he's like, "Everybody, every guy treats a girl like this in the club. You be that one guy that doesn't treat her like that." So I'll take that and kind of translate it into every guy texts like this. You be that one guy that stands out and doesn't text like that. Um, if we're to go. Back to your drama life, mm-hmm. which was great. Okay. It was very insightful. It's like a cheat sheet for ear biscuits. Dude, it, I loved it. It crashed yeah. twice. I had to start from the beginning. It was... Oh, it, really? Oh, but go on. Um, 
One of the things I wanted to ask you about was at one point you go into an analogy. I think when you're talking Airplanes. about going, yeah, going from uh, public school to private school okay. to public school, and you give there was an, a girl. There was a girl that you met that said something that made you think about something. And the airplane it, analogy. Yeah, the airplane analogy. Yes. So and what for, happened for those of you who haven't seen the draw of my life, basically, she was saying we we're talking. We had a conversation about God, and I love those kind of deep conversations where you don't end up talking like this, you know, when you're yeah. arguing. And she was like, there's no reason that an airplane should fly, but you make this rule and you make this rule and you make this rule. And then the impossible happens. Like you curve the wing here and you curve this metal here. Cause it's like two tons of like weight flying through the air at 500 miles an hour. And she was like, same way with life. Like if there's no reason a plane should be able to fly, but in life, there's no reason you should be able to do X, Y, Z. But if you do this and this and this and this, you can do the impossible. And I was like, holy crap. Like, the gif of the guy going and his brains being blown so yeah that that stuck with me for a long time and so what was your application of that just in life it's like okay so for example when people come at you like really mad normally we want to respond really mad back so sometimes it's like you can't always do what your impulse is to do so that's kind of one of the things i mean off the top of my head you guys put me on the spot with this one i wasn't expecting that (laughs) Um, but yeah, in life, it's like not always doing what you want to do. Like when a girl breaks your heart and is talking trash about you behind your back, like you want to get back at her and do this, but you know what? I'm going to be the adult here and act like that because people get really bitter. I don't know if you guys have ever been through really bad breakups, but, uh, and or how, or how you handle them, but it's always best to be the adult no matter what goes down. And I think uh, that's part of the thing is like really thinking your thoughts through to conclusions because we... I love this girl. I'm going to move in with her. Yeah. And then we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then you realize like, yo, this girl is psychotic, <laughs> but you ignored all the signs. So thinking your thoughts through before you actually act on them. So yeah, you- I, I felt, I'm sorry. I felt like in trying to like decipher the plane analogy, mm-hmm. I know that you were kind of talking about being in a, a private school. I guess it was a Christian school. You were mm-hmm. talking about the Bible and mm-hmm. like talking about beliefs. I thought you were making a connection to kind of making a religious realization. There's different kind of ways you can go about it. Because, I mean, let's look at it like this, too. Um, I give 10% of everything I get off of YouTube to my church. And my family hates that. It's like, you're an idiot. Like, you're giving all this money to your church? I'm just like, guys, well, I remember if you look at it, they say, okay, well, there's stuff that they talk about in the Bible. If you want to see if it's true or not, there's a lot of stuff you can apply and test. So like if I right. give 10% of my earnings, they say it's like planting a seed, and that plant will plant 10 more seeds, and those 10 seeds will plant 10. And so, so basically, at a certain point in your life, I, I guess you were, you were at, a, at a school mm-hmm. where you were taught Christian faith. It was like Baptist. Okay. And so, but you were learning to test that for yourself to and determine if it was true. There was one question, and a lot of the questions that I had... For the teachers, they could never answer. So that was one thing I was not a huge fan of. Mm. Uh, and my grandfather is a pastor of a church. And let's just say I have, I'll just run you guys really fast backwards. Uh, he cheated on my grandmother with his secretary, who is younger than my mom. He's a pastor of the church. And I have an uncle who's three years younger than me. Mm. So you guys can rewind the podcast <laughs> and put that all together. Yeah. And like for the longest, he was the beacon of hope in my family. And I'm just like... He represented Christian yes, faith, and yes. yet he's, he's running around. This. And a lot of the congregation like really didn't know exactly the whole story. Hooking up with somebody, a secretary younger than his daughter. And you're married doing all this. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, really, bro? You're, I'm not going to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. No way. And I think a lot of people that really have or approach faith in a certain kind of mentality have had examples like that in their life. But sure. let's pretend that when we do that, we have to answer to God or somebody. I don't want to be like, you know what? I didn't follow you because of that guy. And I didn't think that was a good enough excuse. So it's like, right. all right, well, let me start testing some of this stuff. So even going back to the giving the 10% and the planning and plan, da, 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 I really didn't have money to be giving 10% when I was working as a lifeguard, but I'm going to do it anyway. And now just through YouTube, you know, following the whole plant the seed, 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 I'm making what I made a year every 20 days now, whether it be YouTube, whether it be whatever, sponsored videos. I make of a one sponsored video from YouTube, I get what I would have got as a lifeguard working for three years on one sponsored video that's three minutes long. So it's just like, again, I test, like if I tell you guys right now, all right, you guys rented a car, it's outside and all the tires are slashed. How would you test to see if what I'm saying is true? 
You drive it. <laughs> exactly. Or you at least go look at the window. Look at I'd probably just look at it. <laughs> exactly. You're going to go and test it. It's not just hear it and be like, mm, that's wrong. Because the next question is, how do you tell if what somebody's telling you is truth or false? It's like sometimes people are really convincing, you know? But we can't just go off of, mm, you know what? I think Hondas are crap. I'm not going to drive them. Let me go give it a test drive. That's kind of how I approach things, not just that Honda's crap, I'm done kind of thing. Even though, you know, there's plenty of examples of how we can look at things like, um, I don't even want to go. I'll stop there because you guys will get me on a rant and I won't be able to stop. But go on, go on. You can rant. <laughs> no, it's just I've always been the kind of person that uh, I want to test. I want to see if what's going on is true because we have to answer for our actions. We have to answer for the things we say and sometimes what we think. So what we think normally translates to how we act and you know things along those lines. So I just want, again, want to make sure to be the best possible version of myself that I possibly can be. And I can challenge at least people through my videos to do that or be that. I find it interesting that the the test for your faith mm-hmm. in the face of what happened with your grandfather mm-hmm. was a financial test. Mm-hmm. That's one of many, one of many, one of many. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, it's just like, because at the same time too, if you look at the good book, there are guys who are like trying to do right and they're having really crappy lives. And it's just like, I shouldn't have to test this to be like, all right, if I have a good life, I'm doing it right. If I have a bad life, I'm doing it wrong. There should be something in there to where it's almost like if my hand is like rotting, like gangrene and everything, but I'm telling Rhett and Link, like, guys, my arm is fine. You guys can look at my arm and be like, yo, your arm is not okay, bro. I could smell it, you know? So it's kind of like applying things like that to my life to where, yes, bad things are going to happen to me. My mom's going to die. My dad's going to die. No matter how good of a person I am, bad things are going to mm-hmm. happen. So not use that as my scale, but at the same time, if I do good things, good things will come back to me in kind of like a weird karma, but, you know, circle of life, Lion King reference kind of thing. Well, it seems like you are very much... Um you value experience. Yes. Because uh, when, when you say test, you're, you're, what you're really saying is like trying mm-hmm. something. You know, you implement something mm-hmm. uh, and you see if it works. Mm-hmm. And you do that in your, in your life. And then when it works for... In, in, but it also it moves beyond things like, you know, morality, but it moves into the, the mechanics of dating. Right. You know, the mechanics of friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. And then... You try something, you learn something, and then you turn it around and put it back into a, a video. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a question there. It's really just an observation. It's not something that's kind of coming together right now. I just find it interesting that you, you're so focused on the experience, and then you bring that to YouTube. And I, I really honestly cannot think of someone else who's doing it in the same way. And I was actually looking at that, too. Like I, Before I started out on the YouTube thing, my three Gs, my 3G network, God, Gaming, and Girls. So if you look at all my videos, they all touch on at least one or all three of those topics. So I wanted to make sure I stayed on path to where if I do one day blow up and have a lot of money and you know people working for me, I still have that kind of 3G network to kind of keep me balanced because at the same time, I don't want to be all over the place. But at the same time, too, like even with you guys, we get pressured to we get a viral video. People want to see that all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, I looked at it as give the people what they want to see, whether they know they want to see it or not. And a lot of times, it's a lot of reading of the comments, a lot of listening to what people say, how do they react to certain videos. And my dad told me when I had about 10,000 subscribers, he was just like, which kind of videos do people react to the most? And I told him my story ones. So he's like, okay, well, keep doing that. Mm -hmm. And his other thing that he was saying too was get the female demographic. No matter what you do, Get the females because when you walk into a girl's room and her room is covered from head to toe in One Direction and Justin Bieber, that's normal. But Mm -hmm. you're not going to find a lot of 13-year-old guys with their room covered from head to toe in any kind of thing. They're very fanatical. So he's like, get those girls Mm -hmm. and talk about stories and that's your perfect storm right there. This is your your dad giving you advice. And the thing was, he was the biggest hater out of everybody around me. He was like, it's not going to work. Da, 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 da. Anything I wanted to do throughout my entire life, he was the one that was like, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to be a screenwriter? Not going to work. You have to go to school for like 16 years to do that. Anything. And he'd constantly ask. And I was like, that whole uh, idea, don't let somebody else tell you what you can and can't do. Because I started hearing his voice as my internal dialogue. Like, I want to, but yeah, I can't. And it was like, no, I'm not going to let them put their limitations on me. I know what my limitations are. I'm going to try to exceed all of them. So now, I mean, I'm making more than both my parents combined from my bedroom. They have to wake up at 6 o'clock every morning. And they're probably going to hear this podcast. So 
Uh, but yeah, and, and that's the situation where it's at right now. I mean, and people through my life have been like hating. I mean, the friends and family, those are the ones that were not really the biggest supporters, but they've slowly started to come around now. So do you have a gaming channel though? Yes, with okay. Michelle Fon. Um, I had 30,000 subscribers. I met Michelle Fon through a mutual friend and she loves video games. But she can never really talk about it on her beauty channel. Right. So we met at a party one time uh, in L.A. And this is b- way back, too. This is 2010. Oh, okay. And she was like, let's just start a channel together. And it blew up both of our channels. Like, a lot of the guys that, I mean, even though I only had 30,000 subscribers, like, it was a trending thing on Twitter, on, on YouTube for a good amount of days. So she got a lot of traffic. Hmm. I got a lot of traffic. And it became really hard to keep running Press Start really quickly. Um, so we kind of just left it because at the time nobody was doing let's plays nobody was doing i mean nobody with over ten thousand subscribers yeah uh so we had to jump through so many hurdles to get like gameplay up on the screen you're talking licensing yeah like literally we had to have permission slips like it's not like it is now you just join a network and boom you're good to go uh back then i had to like i had friends at capcom i had friends with dead or alive i had friends in all the gaming circles so i'd be like hey can we have permission to play Halo? Da, da, da. Yeah, I just need you to sign off on this. Boom. And YouTube wanted us to submit videos weeks in advance before we could upload. Really? Yeah. They had Because you were st- trying to do it by the book, and there were people yeah. who were starting to just do it. Yeah. Or at least later they and started you had to a, do it. you know, low number count of views. Like, this was before PewDiePie. Like, PewDiePie and I started our channels at the same time. And then uh, the gaming stuff was just too hard to maintain in you know conjunction with our own personal channels. With the way that you were doing it Correct. by the Bro, book. I was not getting sleep. It was so bad. Like, mm. And with the press start, we had every Friday was our day. And so, I, now, but, so now you don't do it. Now, yeah. Now it's just like, look at it as a bonus level. Like you're playing Legend of Zelda and you have a bonus mission. Look at press start as that is kind of how we put it to where it was But at. with the success of it, why aren't you saying, I'm going back into this? I mean... Um, I want to at times, but at the same time, I feel so driven to keep doing the Susie channel because I've had ideas for a very long time, but I didn't want to put them out there because I felt like there's not enough eyes here. If I'm going to spend a week editing this and only 10,000 people see it, no, it's not worth it. But now like as an artist, the only thing you really want, well, the first big thing is an audience. Mm. And now I have that. So it's like, I feel so driven to the point to where I don't get much sleep because I'm still thinking like, okay, I need to put something out for these guys. So what if you got a guy like Toby Turner, who is, you know, becomes so popular for his uh, comedy videos. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he starts Toby games and that moves up into the top 10, mm-hmm. 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, this trend even has guys like us thinking who, about, you know, I, I doubt we'll ever do it because it would be so <laughs> off brand, but I'm saying like it has that, that gaming, it's pulled. The it pull has is such there. a great pull because it seems like, Oh man, it's just this easy view you can get. Which leads to easy money, right? I know a guy making six figures a month on YouTube. I mean, I'm sure you guys, it's not crazy to you guys, but the listeners, like six figures playing video games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From your bedroom? Well, listen, we're not going to tell you how to run your business, but it, it is curious that yeah. someone who is such a such a great fit, you only have so many hours in the day. I, I certainly don't want to see a decrease in the Swoozie correct, channel with correct. what you got going on there. So it's, unique. It's tough, and, man. A lot of my creative juices go into that. Like, you guys should see, like, my little editing room. I have, like, dry erase boards over here and another wall just for, you know, dialogue to put in videos. So there's, like, a mad scientist room where... This video next, then that video, and this video, and then all these other like dialogues and one and phrases over here. So, I mean, it's literally. I feel like I was put on this earth to entertain. Mm-hmm. Like I literally felt that for a very long time. So, uh, YouTube was never in the equation, but I kept putting energy into it because I looked at it as I can keep working on my craft because I want to do film, I want to do editing, and a lot of us in YouTube, we all want to do that big picture thing, and that's why we do YouTube. But um dude it's the best job i've ever had in my entire life that i couldn't even it is pretty great (laughs) now before we started recording Mm -hmm. when we were just kind of getting settled we were talking about the howard stern nature Mm -hmm. of well that's what you said you're like i was like well this is this is gonna be i would say it's gonna be an hour of us just talking about Mm -hmm. you you were like okay get howard stern Mm -hmm. on you on you so okay and you're like well i'll talk about anything i'm a book waiting to be opened correct and then you said, except for two things. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> We're coming to the end. Did I even get close to it? <laughs> what are the, you know, what are yeah, what are the two that things? That mystique, bro. I gotta keep you guys in suspense. Oh, so he just said two things. I was in the bathroom at that point. Yeah, I think. you were in the bathroom. 
It's funny. I remember. Just give me my, half of one thing, because I'm so. Oh God, we we got a little bit on religion. We got a lot on relationships. Mm-hmm. And then what's the other one? Politics. I don't honestly, bro. I don't follow too much politics. Okay, so it's not that. <laughs> I mean, we can play the guessing game, right? but we we can just get real. We can get real. The thing too is, I remember one time just to quickly touch on what you were talking about. Um, sex ed class in fifth grade. The teacher walks in. He was like, "There's one question that somebody's gonna ask in here." <laughs> I'm wondering who it's gonna be. Okay, so this is a penis, and here's what's gonna happen. And I'm just like, holy crap, what's that one question? So we're in the class for like 30 minutes, and then uh, I'm like, is he gonna even tell us if we ask that question? And uh, some kid was like, so I have a question, teacher. How do you make twins? And he answers the question, and he goes, by the way, that was the question. What? And I was like, awesome. It sucks that it wasn't me, but I'm so happy now that I know. But. And actually, that's not a great question because I really don't how to, how to make mind. twins. Like, you do, you do it twice. In, in close proximity. I've always wanted to be a twin. I don't know about you guys. Well, I, so, I, much, I was, so much so that you've created a, an imaginary twin that you, you compete against. Video. Okay, very I, good. I will say um, in biology class, um, we had a substitute one day, and I just thought it would be better to ask the substitute because she wouldn't be back the next day, and she was subbing in biology, so there's she should know I love a little that mindset, something. By the way, right? it's like I don't have accountability. I don't have to ask this awkward question and then see this woman. What the class rest was of the this? Miss Lee, was biology. Vicky Lee's biology. class. Miss Lee was out. Um, woman comes in. You guys are the same class. Oh yeah, we've known each other since. Oh, we I know. Were, I know that. Yeah. Since, like little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you remember me asking the question, but I asked, do you, and you can read what you wanted to this question, but my question to her was, do you have a set amount of sperm or are you constantly producing sperm? And I don't mean you, teacher, who's a female, I mean me. <laughs> like, does a man have a set number of sperm? Or is he... And what's she saying? Uh, you asked this in front of the whole class? Yeah, and she said, I, like, did, "I can't believe I don't this remember is a this." School, right? I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think. I don't think she knew. You're afraid you're gonna run out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was afraid that I, I need was to make gonna, some changes. I was afraid that I was gonna run out before I got you know to that point to go time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To when it really counted. And she was like, "I don't. I think you're constantly you. producing it." Mm-hmm. But I was just so concerned that I had to ask. Have you guys ever had a distractingly hot teacher? Oh yeah. Yes. What did you Kelly get? Kelly Smith. Was freshman you, English. As freshman in high school or a freshman in college? High school. High school. Oh, you know the lady she's talking about? So I was in the same class. Oh. Like what did you guys get in that class, grade wise? I got a. a boner in that class. A? You got a B for boner? <laughs> and a, that's not that distracting now. I mean, I had a teacher one time. I failed. Because every time I was emailing I, her, dude, I wanted to impress, man. Because uh, I, I, that, that's that was my application. My nice. application was she loves English. I love English. <laughs> yeah, like, nice. I, I'm going to make her think I am the smartest kid in here. Oh man! I, so I opened up. I, I think I'm not. It, you know, we kind of changed the subject a little bit. Mm-hmm. I opened up a little bit. I asked an awkward question in biology class, which I just told you. Mm-hmm. You need me to open up? <laughs> For all you know. I might not have two things. <laughs> oh, you might just invent that. <laughs> I might have just said it. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just toy them in my brain. You never know. Please bro. tell me it's, it's layers, not. bro. Layers. Let me ask it this way. Okay. Um, your your charisma is infectious. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you're, man. You know, you're you are a gifted entertainer. I can see this. Thank I'm buttering you. you up. Here. Okay. But all of this is true. The, there's, you know, everyone in their life goes through the dark times mm-hmm. you know and are formed by that i know mm-hmm. that relationally there's those things mm-hmm. is there something else there formative that as in like a negative kind of thing yeah yeah okay well that okay i never drank ever up until like two years ago okay and uh, the battle for me a lot of times is, all right, I try to be a good person, but at the same time, I don't want to live my life like trying to ride this straight line to where I miss out on everything. Um, and I remember the first time that I drank, I, I had never been drunk. That I'm not trying to get to, hugging a, a toilet and vomiting all night, not trying to get there. Is this going along the lines of what you were just asking me? Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hooked. Yes, yes. I'm hooked. Um, and... We're at gaming convention. Yeah. I think it might have been PAX or something like that. And then afterwards, there was this really cute guitar hero Asian girl. And she was just like, 
I'm going to buy you a shot. And I just said, yes. And I don't know why, like literally the needle scratched on the club and everybody turned around like, what? Like five shots just showed up on my, uh, in my table. And I'm like, I'm going to take three of these and then I'm done. And I took those shots and I was sitting there like, why do people keep talking about drinking? Like this is disgusting. One, I feel like I, I just drank death and it's really not a big deal. So then my boy was like, all right, are you ready to go? And I go, yes. And the whole room said, <laughs> and then every girl in that bar looked like a supermodel. And I'm like, <laughs> get me the heck out of here right now. Uh, and I drink on special occasions. And then usually I stop at three shots and the drink is normally Patron that I mess with. This is information I've never put out there, guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But you turn the page and you want it to know. Um, and sometimes I wonder, like last night, there was a party here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't drink a drop. And I was really bored. And I'm like, is this because I wasn't having a good time? Or is this because I hadn't have a drop of alcohol? Uh, so things like that, I really try to like analyze now. But at the same time, too, like in the Christian faith, you're not supposed to touch Alcohol. Well, you said Baptist, right? Yes. I think specifically Baptist, there's this uh, stigma with the don't you can't drink at all. Mm. Like we were we went to a Baptist church at a young age Mm -hmm. and then kind of switched out of that. But it was so that was something that we saw was a difference in like the Baptist. So I mean would you you said that you had the three G's, God Mm -hmm. being the first one. So you seem to be a a devout Mm Christian, I don't want to end up like my grandfather. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't like one day he was awesome and the next day he's sleeping with multiple girls. I'm, I'm sure it was this gradual kind of progression into that. So I try to make sure to pay attention to a lot of my actions and things that I do. Because when I tell you guys a story, it can get interpreted a bunch of different ways. So I really try to you know, kind of bottleneck it to where a good storyteller can control the audience. If he wants you to not like a character, boom. If he wants you to like a character, boom. So I even try to put that in a lot of the things I talk about. But at the same time, I want you guys to get the real me. And with 2 million subscribers, you're going to have some people that you offend when you talk about alcohol or when you talk about all these different topics. Or I made out with a girl and I didn't even know her name. You're going to like, you're a bad influence for my kids and da 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 da. But at the same time too, you can't keep coming at them just knocking on their door. Hey, let's talk about this. You can't come at them the same way. This is 2014. So essentially, like, I'm really trying to get to your kids and give them a positive message, but not the same way they've got it a hundred times before. So right now, I'm really thinking about just even my own actions, even up until this day, like me drinking. Okay, well, there's about a hundred people at that party. They probably saw me, this and this and this, that and that and that. So right now, I really try to make sure that my actions line up with my words. So mm-hmm. there's never a gradual kind of um, thing that goes into that. And I will also say on this podcast is... I think I have a really addictive personality. So mm. the things that I like, I do a lot. Right. And I know me. So that's why I normally only stick to Patron because I hate that stuff. <laughs> if I found an alcohol that I like, I'd be in trouble. Let me tell you guys that right now. So uh, with video games, I think even with editing, like I can spend 18 hours editing because I have an addictive personality. I get right. into this and do it. You got to well, get lost in it. Correct. Well, when you're trying to juxtapose or have this... You know, you've got God as a priority, you've got mm-hmm. girls as a priority, mm-hmm. and you want to be an influence, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, when you're, you're talking about these two worlds, mm-hmm. there seems to be, it seems to be a clash of Correct. worlds there. Correct. When you're talking about, well, I want to be very devout, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to get the girl. Mm-hmm. So how did I get... Does, is that where you end up sleeping with a girl and literally just sleeping with her? Is well, that, no, I've is never that... had sex. I'm a virgin. So that's another thing too, waiting for okay. marriage. And that often, I think my friends tell me this is why the and girls... Do, you, do your up... fans already know that? Yes. And I think that, uh, a lot of my friends tell me that girls end up cheating on me is because, you know, we're getting all romantical, da 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 I always work them up and then they run off with this other guy because they're all wound up and they need to, you know, get their fix because most of the girls I get with aren't virgins. So now they know what they're missing. Hmm. And uh, what I find very interesting is after they get with the next guy and we're done, they come crawling back like, okay. Because the thing is, in foreplay, they're so sucking toes. Like, not to say that I do or don't, because I keep, I write that line in my videos. I mention it a lot, but I never say if I do or don't. <laughs> sucking, you talk about sucking toes a lot? Yes. I talk, I, I throw it out there and the, the comments go crazy. Like, do you, do you or don't you suck toes? But I throw it out there and say like knee pits. I'll, I never said that. This is a really good <laughs> podcast, guys. Let me tell you, like, this is probably the best 
podcast slash interview I've had ever. <laughs> so, That's a great endorsement. The knee pit, all right? Oh, yeah. You like the knee pit. Here's huh? the knee, and the part behind the knee is the knee pit. When you lick that, guys, there's some girls that will go crazy, but there's so many guys that are so anxious to just finish the fight, get to that, you know, that end point, the, you know, game time. Another another pit. Right. <laughs> that they miss that whole, there's, there's so many floors to foreplay that they miss. <laughs> so when the girl runs off with another guy... And he's not concerned about your toes, your knee pit, your neck, your ear. He's not concerned about any of that other stuff. What about the armpit? No, nah, I never mess with the armpit. <laughs> yeah, that stay away I from that. I draw my line somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they experience that. They get what they think they want. Then it's just like, man, Don, they really showed my body a lot of attention. Like, I'll massage you for an hour. Like, I go, it's, it's a two-part play. <laughs> like, literally, like... I am one person on the stage, and you're the next person on the stage, and usually the bed is the stage, you know, and we're just kind of, you know, uh, is it thespians? That's the right word, right? Yeah, like an actor? Yeah. We're thespians on this stage, and I want to make sure to give the best performance every single time. And if the actors are both women, then it's lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) Lesbians. But yeah, so I mean, and I think a lot of guys don't put that attention into it. So that's where they normally come crawling back like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to lie to you for those months and then cheat on you and then lie some more. Can you please take me back? I think there's a lot of that. And lick the back of my knee. (laughs) And and that's basically what they're saying. By the same time, like, again, people will hear this and be like, this woozy guy, he is so into himself. By the same time, like, that's just what it is. So I really think about the... When you've limited yourself to not going all the way, then Mm -hmm. you've you've got to occupy yourself. You go a lot of places. (laughs) I I try to work out, too, because if I keep on just the stage... I'm doing a bad thing. Like when we're acting, I want to run out into the audience. So I mean, I literally the creativity doesn't stop just at YouTube. I'll just say that. Now, one of the things I'm kind of reading between the lines here mm-hmm. is that you you talk about multiple girls when it, when it comes to your your videos, and you're kind of talking about girls plural plural in general. Mm-hmm. So is there a is there a special someone? No. At the, at the moment, and why not? Uh, I think I haven't found Mrs. Wright yet. And the problem, it's a good problem to have, is I have a lot of hot friends. A lot. And then YouTube is only making that good problem worse. Because, again, now with talking about stages, YouTube becomes a stage and the world can see it. So, I mean, I have girls from Norway and USSR and Australia. And Australia has some amazingly hot girls. And I mean, that with Skype being a thing and Kick being a thing and WhatsApp, literally, well, you know, college in 1980 is not college in 2014. Like, I could be hollering at a girl in Norway. Like, any girl becomes like it's a buffet. So, um, not to say that that's how I kind of look at it, but girls approach you when you're on YouTube and, and they send you pictures. They ask because they know what I'm about on YouTube. They yeah. ask, like, Hey, what kind of pictures can I send you? And especially now with you know Snapchat being what it is, uh, they know that I try to, I, I try to run the straight arrow. So they ask, like, can I send you some maybe MA or NC seventeen? I'm like, let's keep them PG thirteen because you just never know. Like my one of my biggest fears. Gosh, you guys are getting so much out of me right now. <laughs> one of my biggest fears, but I'm gonna let you know this. I'm putting it out there because I'm aware of it. Is that there's gonna be a underground YouTube channel who gets girls, casts them, and then goes after YouTubers mm. and wow. then exposes the entire process. We so should like, produce this channel. You can have it, bro. It sounds kind of sleazy. I, I, we'll, can you we'll, explain it? We'll produce it under our underground brand. So What will they on do? On the dark web. So we'll have a girl, and she'll be like a 10. And I'll be like, okay, who's, who's our topic here? We're, we got to knock out 10 YouTubers. We got to knock them out fast because they're going to talk. So let's look at PewDiePie, Toby, uh, Swoozy, and I don't know, Daystorm. And then she documents the whole process. Correct. You know, but not just she, she. All of you, all of us are behind the phone, literally like a production. Yeah. So yeah, we'll yeah. start with a, a simple text or a simple uh, Facebook. Because there are some guys out there who just like literally don't answer emails unless you're hot. So we'll just send that hot one out there and be like, da, 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 da. oh, we got a bite. We got a nibble. Okay, so he sent this. And it's all documented. So it's like to catch a YouTuber. Yes. Ooh. And who has a boy, who has a girlfriend. We could get Chris, Chris Hansen to host See the whole channel. That's, See what that's I'm saying? Not a, Swoozy will host and we'll produce. <laughs> but at okay. the same Google time, like, you would get these guys really bad slash good. <laughs> and I think about that. For yourself. Get, I think you're saying maybe you, you, you worry fear that, might that, that to for you. yourself. Yes, I worry that's going to happen to me. So when I get these emails from these tens, I'm like... 
Oh, Rhett and Link could be behind that camera. <laughs> Wait, it's like, that's what I think sometimes. Like even all my interactions, a lot of times I use my cousin's advice when the hot girl's like, oh my gosh, you're so great. I just say, thanks, send. Because any other guy, when they see that email, like, oh my God, oh my God, how did you find my videos? And, and just go crazy on them. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know what? Thanks. I just sometimes ask, you know, I try to interact with guys and girls. Right. But uh, you look, you had something you wanted to say. No, I, I think it, to me, it's full circle with you talking about consequences. Mm-hmm. I think for yourself, you know that you're in a position Correct. with the you know, type of content, relationship content that you put out there, that there's women who are approaching you. There's mm-hmm. actually a couple of things that work here. Mm-hmm. I think you, you sense that you're kind of, you've set a high standard for yourself mm-hmm. that's almost a dare for girls to say, Correct. if I can get swoozy, he's a virgin. Mm-hmm. I want to be that one. I've had girls spreading rumors that they've had sex with me, and that never happened. Hmm. Like, that's a thing now. It's like, are you kidding? This is, like, this is my life. Yeah. So, again, a story for a movie where the girl is lying about the guy having sex and he won't, this is my life. And right. I, think, I think the second part, full circle, mm-hmm. is you're putting into play, you're putting into practice what you're saying about consequences Correct. you're talking about Rhett link maybe behind this this text from a mm-hmm. 10 for some ma mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. you know it's what what are the consequences worst Correct. case scenario Correct. Here? so i mean my, i've had when i worked with direct tv i've had those producers like those guys helped me and mentored me a lot and they told me like from jump street 2007 like Susie, you're gonna be big like we don't know what you have planned for the future but we can just see how you walk around the set and talk and you're on camera you're gonna be big so here's what you need to do they take me into the truck out back and like, listen, treat every text like it's going to go viral. Treat every message and email like it's going to go viral. X, Y, Z, L, M, N, O, P. And it's like, wow. At first, I ignored a lot of that stuff. Like, if a girl wants to send me pictures, I'm going to take them. You know, that kind of thing. But um, when you really think about it, like, these guys have been in the industry for a very long time. So when I start thinking, you know what? This girl is like saying and talking really slick. Maybe I should text it back. But... I'm going to treat this like it's going viral. So let me now change what I was going to say Mm -hmm. and say something else. So you just never know, man. Okay. Um, So we got one of them, which was licking behind the knees. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Uh, the one thing. What's the other one? Is that for the second podcast when you come back? I got to give you guys, keep your audience wanting more. (laughs) Okay. That's the secret. Well, this has been a good part one. Dude, this has been an amazing part one. That was it. The swoozy ear biscuit. You know, he uh he's full of advice. You know, he, he this is what he does on the internet. Well, he's but a he also, philosophical guy. Yeah, he's got this the way that he talks about things is well, hey, okay, let me tell you the way that I see it or the way I've always thought of it. Or here's an analogy for to uh, to explain that. Or here is a little uh 3G little acronym that I've come up with for my life philosophy. I would say he's got like the motivational speaker gene. Yes. You know? Right. I could definitely see him doing that. You know, I mean, he talks about that whole fearing the development of a show called To Catch a YouTuber. I think he should be thinking more, even formatting more. He's basically the dear Abby of YouTube. He could do something even more in that format. I mean, he didn't ask me. But the producer and me is like, okay, let's get let's this whole ability to encapsulate things in in terms of comedic but meaningful advice. I think that can be formatted even further, Swoozy, if you're well, if you're listening to well, your own ear biscuit. He is listening to his own ear biscuit, but uh, I think it's working pretty well for him. Yeah. First of all, uh, one interesting dynamic, as we discussed thoroughly. Uh, that might affect this whole Dear Abby plan is the fact that most of everything that he has a lesson about comes from a specific experience. So there's this dynamic, and we experience this too. It's one of the reasons that on uh, Good Mythical Morning, we don't always tell personal stories because you run out of them. You know, that's why we start going to articles and lists and other things. Or like we said, you adopt a lifestyle of creating experiences for the sake of the story. Right. You know, I was told a few years ago uh, by a friend of mine who we, I think we were going on a trip to make videos and he said, you know, don't forget, it's always better to have a good story than a good time. 
And he was right. If you're an entertainer, I guess. Yeah. Well, and we talk about that all the time if we're going to do something and we begin to contemplate making a stupid decision about something. Like, should we rent these scooters? Will we possibly die? It's like, well, heck, we'll be able to talk about it on Good Mythical Morning, so we might as well just do it. I, I don't know what kind of impact that has on our lives. I know that... Uh, it's it a has slippery a, slope of recklessness is what it sounds like. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that with, with Swoozy... There, there's this thing that he is living a life that he has chosen to make public. Um, the people who are close to him in his life, their lives are going to be made public in a entertaining way that apparently most of them are comfortable with. It's an interesting dynamic, and he's doing that particular thing just about as well as anybody on the internet. And uh, we had a good time talking to him. Thanks to Swoozy for sharing some things that he didn't intend on sharing, talking about things that, I, I love it, like we say all the time, when somebody says, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, then uh, we know that we're A, doing something right, and B, having a good time. Let Swoozy know what you think of uh, his ear biscuit. It's Swoozy, but the I is a number one. S-W-O-O-Z-1-E. Let him know what you think of his ear biscuit. Uh, his icon right now is uh, Aladdin. <laughs> that's I'm, interesting. You know, he doesn't look like Aladdin. Maybe, sure, maybe a little you bit. You sure that's the right one? Yeah, it's definitely him. He's he's following us. YouTube partner, pajama model, former Disney employee, time traveler, music and film lover. That is him. He apparently has an identity crisis and thinks he's Aladdin. Maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe there's another video we need to watch. Or maybe you need to watch it uh, after being introduced to Swoozy. Also, let us know what you think. Hashtag Ear Biscuits on Twitter. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And we'll have another one of these next week. You can count on us. Yes. Can we count on you? Yes. I hope so. I believe we can. <laughs>